Hello, everyone. Good. So I was like waiting for our cue, like so. You can keep snacking. I know some of you just went over there, got a refill. That's fine. Help yourself. And there is no grading on what you're eating tonight. Do not feel like I'm going to grade what you ate, please. Okay, because, you know, I just, any of you know that know me have seen what I can eat. I'm just saying. Randy will look at me sometime and go, that girl can eat. It's a joke in our house, but anyway. Okay, so I have a couple fun slides here that he's going to put up for me. Wait for it. Isn't that fun? Isn't that nice? Okay. All right, you can go to the next one. Thanks. And I, I have no idea um, culturally if this is accurate or not about Japanese and decluttering, but I stumbled across this one, and it kind of fit for tonight. You know, I tried the Japanese method of... Okay, okay. Yes, I tried the Japanese method of decluttering when you hold, where you hold every object that you own, and if it does not bring you joy, you throw it away. So far, I've thrown out all the vegetables, my bra, the electric bill, the scale, a mirror, and my treadmill. <laughs> anyway, okay, so those are, I don't know, somewhere along the way, I have saved quotes in my phone, and I just went through some of them, and most of them are quotes that you see laying around your tables, and those are for you to take with you. You can flip them over and take notes on them or whatever you want to do with them if you want to write something down. Um, but that is what they're all about. So um, a little bit about myself. I'm, most of you know me here, but some of you don't know me as well. I'm a pretty ordinary person. Um, I do work as a public health nurse at the Stark County Health Department. And I'm going to talk about those tables just briefly. Um, and then come back to them. So the one with all the pamphlets and papers, um, if you see there is only one left, please take your smartphone and take a picture of it if it's a resource you are interested in. All right. If there are multiples, help yourself, and if you know someone who might want one, take one for them as well. That's what it's all about. It's a resource table. Um, the table to the left, I basically just went through my cupboards and pulled stuff out so I did buy the drinks I'll have to fess up to that I bought some tea although we have Dr. Pepper and Pepsi at our house those are ours I claim those but um, everything else that you see on the table is from our cupboards so snack items and whatever and so I wanted to put those out and um, so that you could take a minute just to even compare a few ingredients that might normally land in your cupboard as well I don't know Beans being one of them, um, sources of protein. I put it over there by the peanut butter. Um, and then I put some what would be called a serving into a bag. So question for you ladies. And we're not going to talk about calories all night, but this is just kind of a fun one. Okay, so in this bag, I have what is classified as a serving of pistachio nuts, Right? All right, and then in this bag, I have what is a serving, I think it's 11 chips, or maybe nine, of potato chips. That is also a serving. Okay, pistachios, a half a cup is 160 calories. Anybody want to guess how many in the chips? 160. So if you had a choice to sit down and fiddle with your hands and have something for your mouth to do and to snack on, 
and you had to pick between these two, right? Nutritionally, you're going to get a whole lot more out of these than you will out of these. I eat these. And I will tell you what, this is my weakness. I have to unit dose myself these, seriously. And occasionally I go back to the cupboard and give myself a second dose. So I am right there with you, ladies. I am not up here as the, um, I am not a dietitian. I am not a nutritionist, but I enjoy learning about food and healthy eating, and I try and strive to do, like, good eating. I'm not perfect, and I'm not up here to tell you I am, so please do not put me there. Okay, that's my disclaimer. Okay, so I'm a pretty ordinary person. I grew up stomping around in the woods and the pond and the creek and just being an active kid. Um, biking and hiking and swimming, and I hated running. I couldn't breathe. I hated running. Um, and now all of you know, um, actually, I, I carry my water bottle, and this is my, la- my latest sticker. I've done four of these, 14, or 13.1 miles, 13 half marathons. And I know there's others out there that run like Jen. Anyway. I'm not the only one that does these things, but I used to hate running, and I converted. But anyway, um, I was a first-generation college grad, so I went to school for nursing, graduated, and while I was in school, I think it was probably the first time I hit stress at a level that I never knew before, going through the nursing program. And I remember calling my mom in tears because I had lost my pens. I had a red pen a black pen, and a blue pen, and I had them all four years of college till my final semester in in college. And it was like, she's like, Diane, just just get another pen. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm losing it. Right? Um, And it was in that last semester in college that I knew I needed to do something beyond just study, and I bought myself a pool pass at a local pool, and that's what I did. Um, and so fitness has always kind of been a part of my life, and I, re- I recognize how it helps me feel physically and mentally, emotionally. If you're not familiar with the term endorphins, they are the feel-good thing you get after a good workout, and it is a free drug that is non-toxic, non-addictive, but it's great for your body. So endorphins, if you want to look it up. Anyway, so what was that? Well, yeah, it's true. It can be. A, that is a good point. Yeah, some people can exercise too much. It's true. I was speaking at it in terms of, like, drugs. Yeah. Okay. So um, I, I graduated from, I finished college and went into nursing at Akron Children's Hospital, and I was there for about seven years, and we have our own business, so I was doing that, and the mom thing came into play, and I was, like, trying to juggle all the balls, and I was like, if I don't need to do this, why am I doing this? And so I set nursing aside, um, and so about 14 years later, I get back into nursing as a public health nurse, which is where I'm at now. Um, And in the middle there, we did some volunteer service work in Kentucky. So uh, for five and a half years, we worked with home repair for low-income, no-income families down in the Appalachian region in Kentucky. So when we came back, I like needed to get a job, and I got the best dream job ever. I got to teach people how to swim, especially kids. I couldn't believe I actually got paid to do it. Um, it was like, a, seriously, it was a dream job. It was like a gift, and that's scriptural, you know, to enjoy your work. It's a gift from God, right? And I felt that way. So, um, but anyway, I shifted from that into public health nursing. So that's where I'm at today. Um, but we want to talk about 
wellness. And when they, when I, when Carrie asked if I would do this, she's like, like, had all these things in mind, like nutrition and insurance and like immunizations and like, you know, we got all ages. So like insurance for those little and maybe Medicare and, um, like where to find resources. And I'm like, you want like a mini health fair? She's like, yes, a mini health fair. And I'm like, Carrie, I don't know if I can do this. This is a lot. Like, so that's my effort at a mini health fair over there. But I will tell you, I, the, I'm going to talk about some of those resources. Okay, but before I start there, um, I really want to talk about wellness and what does it mean. And I'm telling you what it means to me, but you will have to decide what it means to you. Um, I found a quote that I really, or a definition that I really like. Um, but I think my, I think I've adopted a life verse. If, if you want to put that up, Steve, I'm going to, this is from the NIV. Um, put the Psalm 1 up first, first please. Yeah, this is Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. And this is what I love. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, and we all know that water is life. And this is the biblical meaning of water for life. But it can also mean physical water. Um which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. And if you go on down, it talks about the Lord watching over them. Kind of a cousin reference, and in my Bible, I've got them written in both places, is Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. And I'm reading from the NIV from this one as well. And it is talking about this tree again. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him, he will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. That, to me, is wellness. I want to be that tree. Um, and you don't get that by accident. You don't get it by just waiting for it. Um, it is actively seeking, you know, with the walking, in the, not walking in the counsel of the, of the wicked, but delighting in the law of the Lord. So for me, that's my best definition of wellness for myself. But I'll give you the other definition that I found that, I, that works with this pretty well. Wellness is a conscious, self-directed, and evolving process of achieving full potential. Wellness is multidimensional and holistic, encompassing lifestyle, mental and spiritual well-being, and the environment. Wellness is positive and affirming. Do I need to read that again? There's a lot of big words in there. Wellness is conscious. You have to think about it. It's self-directed. You have to act. It's evolving. It's a process. It's of achieving full potential. And think about this in the spiritual sense, ladies. Wellness is multidimensional and holistic. That means it encompasses your whole body, your spiritual, your emotional, your physical, and the environment you live in. Okay? Holistic. Everything. It encompasses lifestyle, mental, and spiritual well-being, and the environment. Wellness is positive and affirming. That's what wellness means to me. But I would encourage you to think, huh, 
what do I think about wellness? Like, we start to label things that that's good, that's bad, that's healthy, that's not healthy. Um, being well doesn't necessarily mean you're just free from disease, right? That's, I think, the simplest term. We usually think of, I'm well. That means I'm not sick. I don't have the flu. I don't have my gallbladder need to come out. You know, but it's not just that. It, wellness is our whole being and how we relate to um, Christ as well. When I think about the tree, and I love the songs that you all picked tonight because standing and strength um, were things that I just kept coming back to. If you picture a, a tree that is growing well, <laughs> think of the, like, I always think of oak trees, right? So they start as this teeny little acorn, and I could not find this song, but I'm going to really butcher this. And maybe one of you has heard it, and you can tell me where it can be found because I thought it was Raffi, but I can't find it. Our kids are 24 and 27, and it's sometime back then that I heard this song. So you teachers will appreciate this. Of all you learn here, remember this the best. Don't hurt each other and clean up your mess. Take a bath every day. Wash before you eat. Hold hands, stick together. Look before you cross the street. Remember the seed in the little paper cup. First the roots grow down and then the plant grows up. That is so spiritual in itself. You know, the tree doesn't grow until its roots go down. And we have to soak them and put them in the water by by the streams of water and pull from what is life for us, which is God's word. And in order to put our roots down, in order to grow up and stand firm. And strength, you can have strength in many different circumstances that doesn't look like being able to run a race, a physical race. We all have mental races going on. We've got just lots. I'll just put out there, you know what your race is that you're trying to finish. Um, And we all want to finish well. But to be able to, to bear fruit while you're under under that stress. And in the health department, there are a number of programs, a number of hats I wear. And one that I'm currently in, and actually Lindsay's sister, Tiffany, is in it too. I work with her sister at the health department. It's fabulous. Anyway, um, Baby and Me Tobacco-Free. It is a program designed to get women who are smoking off of cigarettes because it is known the effect it has on preterm birth and low birth weight. Um, so we're trying, and, and the health of baby, even beyond that, and the household and how it just keeps going. If we can get a mom and maybe even a partner who she lives with, maybe it's grandma, maybe it's her boyfriend, maybe it's her husband, whoever that is, we can get them to stop smoking. Um, that baby's going to be so much healthier. We can avoid NICU stays, the effect of the health on the baby, let alone the cost, right? Anyway, so um, now I've, like, lost my train of thought. So that I wear multiple hats. But in that particular case, um, we try to meet people where they're at. And I think that's where we all, we're all at a different point in our spiritual journey, in our wellness journey. And I am not here to, like, so if I say something, please do not feel like I'm pointing my finger at you. Okay? I'm going to just speak very broadly about different things. Um, But if we think about, I kind of broke it into three points, uh, kind of-ish. Prevention, okay? So that's one of the things, the, one of the key things we do at the health department is prevention. Um, so I've got brochures over there about immunizations. Now, I'm going to highlight one. Um, kids' immunizations, I will be happy to talk to anybody about them. And people feel differently about immunizations. I'm not here to try and sell you on them or not sell you on them because I know people feel differently about them. My job as a nurse is to make sure I educate you on what your risks are, 
if you do not get immunized and then go from there and you get to make your choice right and that's how all of this life is with wellness even decide if we're going to follow the lord or not right all right so prevention um the one i will tell you about just an fyi for all of you that are 50 and over which is me there's a new shingles vaccine out it's called shingrix if you've not heard about it or discussed it with your primary care doc it's a good time to think about it um, even if you've already had zostavax you are still recommended to get shingrix which is a the efficacy is last longer um, and it is more effective i won't go over statistics i have them written on a piece of paper back at the office all right so but i wanted to do that because that Ninety percent, yeah. I just didn't want to misquote it. It's a huge difference. Yeah, it is, and the lifespan of it is much longer than what Zostavax is. So there are specific recommendations, and I cannot answer for each of you what you need without looking at your record, knowing how old you were when you got the last one, how old you are now, and let's just say the immunization binder we use at work, and she has a big one is about four inches thick and we refer to it all the time okay but it all depends on different factors as to when i would say when based on what their guidelines are for building best immunity when it would be recommended for you but beginning age is 50 and over okay so i won't go any more into that um but think about prevention um well visits for yourself not just your kids okay um, and a doctor will probably kick you off their established patient list if you aren't there for two or three years. So it's important, ladies, not just because you want to keep your foot in the door when you need them when you're sick, but because they can help you find things when you're not well physically and can address them more quickly before they become a huge problem. All right, so that would be eye doctors, dentals, den dentists, your primary care I'm going to do this. I'm going to put you on the hot spot. Yeah, I think I will. How many of you go to an OBGY? Do you know what I mean by OBGYN visit? Your lady doctor. How many of you go every year? Okay, I would like to see that percentage change. Um, let me just tell you my story. So I am, and most of you know this, I am pretty, pretty good. I Actually, I'm very good. I go to my OBGYN every year. I might skip my primary care because she's giving me a physical and does other things to cover, but that's not the ideal, just so you know. Don't do as I do there. Okay, so I was at my OBGYN visit, and she just asked me, so you have any concerns? I'm like, well, you know, I was only 49 at the time, headed to 50. I'm like, you know, I just felt like, I don't know, am I getting old? Like, my gut just like, uh, like things aren't moving. It's uncomfortable. It's not pain. I don't know what it is. Sometimes I'm bloated. And I'm thinking, I'm getting old. Things aren't moving as fast. But she's like, huh, you need to see a GI? I'm like, really? A gastroenterologist. I'm like, okay. So I took a recommendation, and I went. And he's like, colonoscopy. That's also recommended when you get a certain age. Okay, so I went through that fun test, zero. And I, like, went in for my results. And he's like, it's good. I'm like, see, it's not, I mean, I, it's, he's like, I want to check your stomach. I'm like, no, it's not up there. It's down here. You're not going to find anything. He would not let go. And I was pretty tenacious about wanting him to not order that upper endoscopy, but I did it. Okay. So all of you who know me know they found a tumor in my stomach. I would not have found that 
if I wouldn't have been going to my primary care, my OBGYN, and just discussing symptoms that were a little different. Like, it was very mundane what I said to her. But she's like, your age, this is a risk. You should have it checked. Um, so within 24 hours, those of you who don't know my story, within 24 hours of having a biopsy done of that tumor, I almost bled out and died. Seriously. And I'm not saying that lightly. I have 26 units, donors, that are listed on my bill at the hospital from Timken, an amazing surgeon. But overall, the only reason I'm standing here, seriously, is because it's got its purpose. I can't explain it any other way. And I wrestled many times thinking, why did I get to leave the intensive care and others did not who deserved it equally? And I don't have any answer this side of heaven. I don't. Um, but there, but it was, um, I went basically, you know, I passed out. I needed emergency surgery. They took the tumor out even though they didn't know what it was yet because it hadn't been biopsied. It hadn't been through the biopsy process because it was only 24 hours. Ended up in intensive care unit with every bell and whistle you can imagine. Heart line, vent, everything. Fully, lots of tubes, an incision that starts at my rib cage and goes down around like a little question mark at my belly button. They had to take the tumor out of my stomach to save me and give me lots of blood. So that was a very scary time for my family, um, especially my husband. But what I will tell you is even a broken tree... Um, can bear fruit. And I was very broken. My body was, it was like hanging on by a thread. Um, And I was not physically well. But when I hit the floor, when I passed out, the very first scripture that came to my head was the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's it. I mean, my mind kept going. But if you know, and you can claim that, I had that conversation with God as I was in whatever passed out zone I was. Um, I knew, okay, God, if I don't make it, I'm good. You've got me, and I'm I'm with you, and I'm going to be fine. And then I'm like, and if you get me through this, I know that everything I'm going to need to recover with this, you're going to give me the strength to do it. So it was a win-win for me. I was like at peace, total peace. And then the other scripture that um, came to me was uh, Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And if he can do heaven and earth, he can certainly figure out how to do one little person in this world. So I pretty much climbed in God's hands and the back of an emergency vehicle and went down and all that happened. Okay, so I will tell you that, you know, you think, Yeah, I was pretty broken, but I will tell you that um, the surgeon, after I left the intensive care unit and got up on the main floor, he came in and he sat down and he crossed his arms and he put his feet out and he goes, tell me, tell me about this. Like, you were so calm. How did that happen? And I could share with him just what I shared with you. You know, I was very broken. My body was as messed up and it was trying to just breathe. I couldn't eat anything. I had IVs. I had everything going on that to help me live. And, um, but that could still happen. So wellness can, even when you're broken, you can still have pieces of you that are well because you're well with the Lord. Um, all right. So prevention, that's my drive home thing. And I got way ahead, but you know, prevention, 
where I landed with those scriptures in my mind, my prevention was I had been in the Word. I had been journaling. I had, way back when I was a kid, our parents used to take us every Sunday night to church to do Bible memory. Those are scriptures when I couldn't open a Bible and read it. It was right there when I needed it. And I didn't, I, I was doing good just to breathe, right? So, you know, one of the quotes on the table is about prayer. You know, take it to God first before you take it to, to someone else. We all hit those really hard emotional struggles when we just feel like we'd probably be better talking to someone. However, counseling is a positive thing. I do not see that as a negative thing. Um, but, you know, um, talking to the Lord is huge. Um, Part of it is, too, is avoiding areas we know that are going to give us pitfalls. So, as far as in the physical world, we, some of us know better than others, but we know certain things, actions or foods, that are not the greatest for us. Does that mean we have to avoid them all the time? Probably not. There are risky behaviors, right? Um, And honestly, you know, with the issues that I've had um, since my surgery, someone actually had to do the Heimlich on me about two Christmases ago. So... CPR. Think about it. That's a prevention thing. You can have it. You you may end up needing to use it on me someday. I hope not, but someone in this room, a child, who knows when you might need it, and your local fire department could, or hospitals do teaching on that. Okay, Um, but ground yourself. Ground yourself in the word so that when you hit those storms, when you hit those droughts, that you have that that planning that already went into play. You can either avoid a situation or what the next part I have is like the treatment. So I had to go through some fairly significant treatment. Now, the other part of this big story is that so our life had been coming through a fairly huge, I don't know how to classify it. Um, In 2011, when I became a school nurse, um, our marriage crumbled. It was destroyed, seemingly. By the world standards, it should have ended, and it didn't. Um, We'll celebrate 31 years this fall. But, yeah, and all of you out there who are at that point, too, and more, even if you're at five, um, you know, marriage is hard work, Um, and that takes prevention and, you know, all that groundedness, too. But anyway, um, when I started the job and that was going on, so I've got a new job. I had moved out of my dream job, and I like public health nursing. Don't let me, like, think that I don't. But it wasn't my, that was my dream job, and it was really hard to leave it. Um, So now I was no longer, like, actively in the water, teaching and swimming and doing all that. So then I became a little more sedentary, and I hit major stress, right? That's what I was going to say. With the Baby Me Tobacco-Free Program, every woman I know that has been successful at quitting, the reason she goes back is because she hits a very stressful time. And I think we do that with eating. I think we do it with all kinds of things, you know, tobacco, whatever. Um, You know what your go-to is that may not be incredibly healthy for you, but um, stress will take us places that we don't want to go mentally, it affects physical. I got sciatic pain, and I'm convinced it had to do with all the stress I was carrying in my lower back. Plus, I was non-active. I went from swimming and being really active. My core got weak. I couldn't hold myself together in more ways than one. And, yeah, so that was a, that was a big stressor that, that took, 
you know, showed up physically, and I think a lot of us have things that show up physically because of mental and stressful things that we're going through. Um, but the one thing um, I will say about all that is um, I dug deep again, and I had reserve. So I had been, um, the journaling that I actually had done, I could barely sometimes get out of bed and do the next right thing. And sometimes that's all you have to do is just ask God to help you get through the next right thing. But um, that reserve, when I went back to my journals, I started to read them. And they were my own devotionals. And it was everything I needed. And God knew that when I had been journaling for the year or two or three before. And um, just ha- I was right there in my hands. I could just trust him. Didn't know what the outcome would be. Just like my husband had no idea if I was going to survive that surgery or not. Um, but I knew that no matter what happened, I could trust God with that he would carry me through whatever, and I just had to climb in his hand again and trust him. Um, so, reserve. I don't know what your reserve is. Um, I know mine is kind of weak right now. I have not been as dedicated to being in the word. So, in the same way I could tell you, I don't eat all great stuff. I would just love that chocolate as much as anybody, right? Um, and I think what that means is we need each other as women, as a church group. So, for instance, I am a runner now. I hated running. I got bored with swimming. I don't know what happened there, but one day I just kind of like, I'm kind of bored with swimming, and it felt really, was really hard to run. I still couldn't breathe, but I decided I'm going to run And about the time that I decided I wanted to run my first half marathon was at the same time, first of all, I got a stress fracture in my foot, and then I had this surgery, and I thought I would never be able to run. I thought it was absolutely unattainable. In the same way I thought my marriage was over, I'm telling you, God is in charge of the impossible. You know, you can, he can do anything. He is, anyway, I I can't put a word on it. You can't just say amazing or good, or, you know, because it was hard stuff we went through, but I just knew that God could do the impossible, and he did that with me physically. He did it with our marriage, so when I decided I I wanted to run a half marathon, and then that happened, that was February of 15, Um, and I turned 50 April of 2015. Okay, so I was in the hospital for 11 days, I couldn't eat anything because they took a big hunk out of my stomach and stitched me up. So I was drinking my meals for a while. I was really enjoying, you guys know the the juice naked? Oh my goodness. So, okay, I'm going to divert just a little bit. Randy's cousin, my husband's cousin, she posted on Facebook once, you got to love it when a guy gets you naked. I'm like, she's not married yet. I'm like, Hannah, it's not good. Anyway, but naked is really yummy. It's high in calories. It's got great nutrition in it, and I lived on that for a little while. I could eat maybe two bites of potato. I had to go with soft foods um, to get my stomach, the, the scar inside, healed before I could eat a lot, and I lost a lot of weight. Um, but, you know, I, I found it again, so like we all do. But, um, yeah, I still sometimes can't eat a lot at one sitting, although sometimes I can put away. Who knows what it all means. But anyway, but um, 
Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm like, I like laid my notes down and forgot where I was. But basically reserve where you go for your reserve when you hit those moments. And I would encourage you, if you haven't memorized any verse ever in your life, to pick up the 23rd Psalm and start there. That's my own personal recommendation, because if you can acknowledge that the Lord is your shepherd and he's everything you need, you are uh, well on your way to diving into this Bible and finding other words that will be a resource for you in times of great need. Um, So with nutrition, um, now I am a runner, and so food means different things to different people, and I would like us to think about food in a different way. Even in conversations just a little bit a while ago, um, we got on the good-bad thing, and it's already 830, so I'm going to try and wrap this up. So think of your body. You've got one body. This is it. You don't get another one, and if you really want to use it for the Lord's glory and enjoy life along the way, we have to try and do the best we can and take care of it, right? Um, but in, in many ways, we have to think our body feeding it. We think of just food, but especially athletes, we think of it as fuel. You need to think of it as fuel. You do not put water in a gas tank of a car. It will destroy the vehicle. You have to, yep, there you go. Thanks, Steve. You have to, don't diet, right? Okay, so get rid of the diet word, although I use it sometimes, but not when I say a healthy diet, right? Most of us, that diet word is bad. We do not like that word. It means negative things. It means I'm going to give up something. I'm strict. I'm supposed to be losing weight. Whatever. It's a negative. But don't diet. Instead, eat to fuel your goals. If your goal is to have a healthy body, you're going to fuel it differently than if your goal is to enjoy food. And, you know, the really hard thing is social eating. It will take all of us that's really hard. So let's talk about food in a different way. Food is fuel and food is medicine, right? Anybody who's on a water pill knows they need extra potassium, right? So you've got to eat things you know are going to give you potassium. Is anybody on a water pill? You know what I'm talking about? Lasix or whatever? Okay. But that's just one example. Today's food conversations commonly refer to good food, bad food, clean food, and fattening food. We've all heard that, right? Um, so this is written to athletes by a dietitian, but anyway. So the one thing, and I will address um, just a few age groups here. Okay, women, overall, we tend to run low on iron and low on calcium. I would like to encourage you, as much of a hassle as it is, to look at labels. Look at labels. If you know what your body needs, try to give it what it needs, and we already know. There's like this golden opportunity when when young ladies and young men, whatever, kids, up to like their 20s, they're laying on the bone with calcium. And then you hit a certain age in like your mid-20s, and you don't get any more. And if you, as you progress, and then you hit menopause, well, no, let's go back a little bit, you get pregnant, baby's going to take whatever the baby needs for calcium. They will, it will take it out of your teeth, it will take it out of your bones, okay? It's going to take calcium, So then you hit menopause, and you start to lose it just because. Okay, so we already know exercise, like, um, impact helps with bone formation along with calcium. And so calcium-rich foods are obviously dairy. That's the biggest one. But there are some other things out there that give calcium as well um, in small amounts. Um, So think about that. 
Um, if you do not eat meat, I don't know if there's anybody here that's vegan or a vegetarian, but if you don't cook in a cast iron skillet or you don't eat meat, then iron is going to be a challenge already for you. Um, and B12, um, which I now have to take because my last time my stomach and I have trouble, I can't absorb it, so I have to take it. But that's simple. Um, but you might be iron deficient. Um, the other important thing, ladies, especially those of you in childbearing age, is folic acid. Most things are already put into, like, different, especially your prenatal vitamins, but um, in certain grains and things that are fortified. So I have raisin bran up here, and I had my oatmeal over there. So I'm thinking, and Randy and I are constantly evaluating what we eat. Like, is it as good as for us as we think it is? I like oats because it's a whole grain, meaning it's hardly been processed. It takes my body a while to break it down. Yours too. Um, with craisins, which have no nutritional value except carbs. I'm so disappointed. Really, I should be eating raisins because they have potassium and they have iron in them. And and for the cost, it's probably better, too. Like, we've got, we've got, um, yeah, it's actually got 2% of calcium, 6% of iron, and 6% of potassium, all right? So, like, those craisins are really good, and I have just finished my bag, and I just bought these today because I want to, you know, now I know. But um, constantly evaluating. Um, but grains, um, that are infused with folic acid help with de decreasing the risk of, um, um, yeah, birth defects for babies. Okay, so that one specifically. All right, so conversation that I heard even tonight was like, we almost feel like we have to confess. I, and I, right, I let you know, I eat chips. I eat chips. I love chips. They're like, I could, like, if the bag is open, I'll just take one more, right? And I know this about myself. So then we label that a bad food. All right, so let's try and find a more peaceful way that we can manage food and enjoy life, right? Because that's what we all want. Okay, so if you're eating the whole thing, like you're opening a pack of cookies and you're like, before you know it, you're down to like six, eight, ten cookies, probably means you need to figure out how to work them into your diet instead of eating last chance. Get away from the, like, this is my last chance to have this cookie before I start my diet, right? So right? So let's think about it in a different way. So, and it doesn't have to be seen as a treat or something you earned or you deserve. However, we all know that if you asked me, how many calories should I eat? Okay, first of all, you would have to look at your height, your weight, and your activity level. And that's calculations. And I can help you with that if you really want, although a dietitian is the one that really should be doing that. What I'm saying is when I'm training for a half marathon or gen, we get hungry and we got to make it count. If we want our muscles to heal and keep building and run this race, which we're all on, just a different pace. Um, if we want our bodies to really perform for us and, and be in this race for as long as God has us here, right, we need to fuel it with what it needs. So I put out dried fruit over there and fresh fruit. All right, so a conversation was picked up and like, oh, those, yeah, these aren't, these are great, but oh, they're so full of calories. I'm like, okay, but think about what is it you need? I said, if you're going to a soccer game and you need a fruit and you know the banana is going to get smashed in your bag, right? You're better off taking maybe some dried fruit. However, just keep in mind it's dried, which means it went from this to this. 
So you're going to have more sugars and more calories packed into this part. So it's great if you're hiking the Appalachian Trail or hiking the Grand Canyon. You need something small, lightweight. We needed that. Sometimes you need calories that come at you full, like when I was recovering. I needed high-calorie pureed foods, right? What does your body need? So you need to figure out what do you, where do you want to go with your body, with the one you've got, and make the decisions accordingly. Um, so the fun foods are okay. I am about that. I am not, I mean, I have done a Daniel fast and it was rigorous. It was, but it was for spiritual reasons and it was very difficult and I wanted to quit. Um, But I didn't. And I I really attribute to some of that, actually a lot of that to saving our marriage. But um, the reasonable goal is to have 85 to 90% good foods. Here I use the, I should say quality foods. Okay. Quality foods. All right. And 10 to 15% whatever. Okay. Your whatever is going to be different than mine, possibly. Um, So this, I love this little quote. Okay, let me find it. Because I just really like how she said this. And I know I'm getting late here. Sorry, I thought I... Oh, I'm so sad if I can't find this right away. The essence of it was, you know, is the hot dog at the ballpark going to, like, wreck it? Is baking cookies on a Saturday morning with your grandkids and eating them, is that really going to wreck, like, your, your whole diet? Now, people have allergies. There might be something in that that does. That could really be a health risk. But, um, you know, try to put these in perspective. And I always like, like the word moderation, Everything in moderation. A diet full of grapefruit, apples, bananas is, it's all healthy stuff. It's quality stuff, but it is not a good diet. We need a variety, okay? And variety is good. Um, But everything in moderation. Just keep in mind that not everybody has an understanding of what moderation is. So I actually laid some bags out that are like this chips. These are a serving. You may need to help yourself understand what is a serving, what is moderation with this particular food group I'm interested in enjoying more often than, than the other things that I'd rather not eat more of? Um, and just try to understand where your pitfalls are and how to maybe avoid them, like me. I, well, not like me. I'm sounding like I'm like got it all figured out, don't I? Yeah. So when I eat chips, I get, I was going to bring one up, I get a small custard cup. Do you know what those are? Like the little glass Pyrex custard cup? And I pile my little chips in there because if I put these in a big bowl, it looks like nothing. I'm like, I'm not getting anything. But if you put these in a custard cup and they're all stacked in there, like, well, that's a pretty good serving, right? Fool yourself if you can. Plates. Plate size is huge. It's changed so much over the years. You know, now we keep getting bigger and bigger plates. You put a serving on a plate, it looks like nothing. But if you actually eat on an adequate portion. Now, I have... Everyone can take one of these. And if you forget, look at your cereal box. They are on here. They got rid of the food pyramid. I am so happy about that. That thing was nothing but confusing to me. I love this. It is very easy. So you cut your plate in half. Think about your plate there. All right? They're saying half of that should be fruits and vegetables with the higher percentage, like two-thirds being vegetables. 
Most vegetables are kind of like fruit and calories and things. Cucumbers are great to give you more, more fluids back and things, but they don't have a huge nutritional value to them. But um, a lot of times, if you like carrots, eat carrots, okay? Grains are the other larger portion. It's the brown part. And there's one over there for everybody if you want to take one. All right. You can also find this on choosemyplate.gov and lots of other great information. This little section is protein. So beans, legumes. No, I don't mean green beans. I mean like legumes, black beans, pintos, peanut butter, things like that. Meat, chicken, fish, tuna. Well, that is a fish. But you understand what I'm saying? Um, cheese is a protein, okay? It has protein in it. But then you also have your dairy serving up here. And they're trying to get us to steer more toward lighter, um, less fat dairy, like skim milk. Um, we drink 2% at our house. At one point, we drank skim. And the reason we converted back, and this was all about what we needed, is we had a house full of athletes. We needed those extra calories. Um, when Last year when I was training for triathlon, I was losing weight. Rainy had to look at me and say, you're getting a little lean. I thought I had plenty. We all look at ourselves and figure that out pretty quick. Like, I'm, I'm feeling like I got extra, right? But he was like, ah. So, you know, sometimes it takes someone to help us see that. But I needed to throw a little more milk. So we, we are 2% in our family, all right? Occasionally, we actually brought whole milk in when our kids were in soccer and track and really burning a lot of calories. You burn about 100 calories for every mile. So that helps you. And you can think about it this way. It's not, it's not good to think about it. I deserve this, okay? But if you want a realistic moderation understanding, if you know that this bag of chips is 160 calories, that's a mile and a half of walking, does that put things in perspective for you? All right? So if you look at that, a, a serving of almonds is about the same calories, but there's a whole lot more nutrition in it, um, benefit-wise, even for your bones and things. Okay? So it's kind of a nag to, to have to look at labels, but that's how I've learned a lot. That's how Rainey's learned a lot. We continue to learn. Um, but just um, the other thing is I brought a bunch of granola bars. And honestly, I compared a granola bar in that pile with a pack of deluxe chocolate chip cookies at Mark's today. And besides being just a couple grams shy of protein, the calories in two cookies and every other bit of nutrition was equal to that granola bar, which we like to think of as breakfast, right? But sometime you might need that. So you have to decide what do you need for your day? Cliff bars? They're fabulous. These are meant to be used by hikers and athletes and things. They're a lot of energy and nutrition packed into a small bar. But this is 260 calories. This is more like double what you would get if you had a bowl of cereal with milk. Okay? So, you know, look at this. It's like, great, a healthy, quality granola bar. Yes. But read the label. Do I really need that many calories for where my energy level is and what I'm doing today and what I want to do with this body? Okay, so it's kind of boring to have to read labels, but I really encourage you to start. And if you need help understanding them, ask me. All right. Do, I, do you want me to end or do you have five more minutes? Okay. This is my pile of other resources, and I'm going to whip through them. All right. What I want you to take away from all of this, um, this pile of resources that I'm talking about, is if you are in need of something, insurance, gas in your tank, your car's broke down, food, clothing, utility bill help, 
um, you need a well visit. You're sick. Your kids need immunizations. Your kid need a, vic- a visit because they need to get into kindergarten. You know someone who might be developmentally, like you're not sure, maybe they're not on target. They might need speech therapy. Where can they go get an evaluation? Like, there's so many things that if you call the health department, there's always a nurse on call that will answer the phone. And if she doesn't know the answer, like sometimes I don't, we will find it for you. Or we will refer you to a resource that we already know exists. I'm not going to possibly be able to cover everything we do. All right? I'm giving you a brief overview. All right. In the state of Ohio, kids, birth to 21, there is supplemental medical insurance for families who are trying to figure out what's wrong with their child or they have a special medical condition that helps to pay for those in addition to insurance that they may already have, Medicaid coverage or private insurance, or maybe they're uninsured. Okay? I do this program a lot. That's like probably 90% of my hat that I wear at the health department. Take one of these. Share it. Review it. Study it. Get on choosemyplate.gov. It talks about daily allowances. It will help you find the area, your height, your weight, your age, what's recommended. Nursing services. We do adult immunizations, children immunizations, TB testing. Um, We work with safe sleeping places for babies, and that is a huge one in the state of Ohio. Unfortunately, the state of Ohio, and particularly our county, is the worst in the nation for SIDS. And that is because well-meaning and, you know, what can I say? There are risk factors. I'm not going to go into all those. But when our kids were little, we were told, put your babies on their belly, right? Or prop them with a little side thing, right? Okay to have bumper pads. Like, and we did the right thing. Now we know better, and unfortunately, a lot of times it's grandparents who are now telling their moms, their daughters, to do what they did because that's what worked, and it is not. It's actually a risk factor now. So alone, back, crib, every sleep, every time. Alone, meaning nothing in there. No bumper pads, no blankets, no stuffed animals, no toys, no dangly things, nothing. Um, And please get the word out. We have pamphlets over there. We are really pressing this, trying to help people. No co-sleeping, no sleeping on a couch or in a chair. I know it happens. It happened with us too. But that's when these events happen. And it's, I wouldn't want to be in charge of child fatality at our health department. I see what the nurse goes through that has to go through those reports and work through that. It's awful. Anyway, so um, reproductive health and wellness. If you don't have an OBGYN, health department would have it. Um, lead clinic, if you know someone that needs to be tested, little kids get tested because it's detrimental to their maturing up to age six. Communicable disease, we keep track of those kind of things. All right. There's information over there about shingrix and shingles. Life care. This is a place where you can go to have a medical home if you don't have one. And um, there's locations on Lincoln Street in Canton, on 9th Street in Canton, and there's one in Maslin. They do lots of things, medical exams, women's health, pediatrics, behavioral health, dental, vision care, okay? This is an alternative if you don't have insurance or you know someone who doesn't or you just need an alternative. Sorry, here's my alone back crib. Here's my safe sleep. There is a program trying to address that whole issue with the SIDS thing. African-American population is actually almost three times 
that of Caucasian. So not only are, do we have it going against us for our county, but now I add this in. So there are educational home visiting, child development, and edu- you know educators that go into the home and work with families, um, pregnant moms, and on up. I'm not summarizing. This is a fun one. Food um, deserts, especially with fresh fruits and vegetables. There is a program called Stark Fresh. I put one over there. This is not a very good copy. Our printer was dying. But they have, they, what they found out was there are certain pockets where people are not having access to fruits and vegetables and things. Um, elderly who can't get in their cars and go and get them or whatever. And so this veggie mobile goes around the county and it tells exactly where it's going to be when. And if you have food stamps, they will match it dollar for dollar. All right, so that takes the cost issue down for you if you say you can't afford vegetables and fruits. All right, so those are just a few. I am going to stop now because I think I'm already past five minutes. Um, there's so many resources. Ask me if you ever have to, you know, need an idea, and I'll do what I can to find an answer for you as quickly as I can. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how to wrap it all up. I, you know, I love my verse. Um, I hope that you guys can, you know, get those roots set. Um, Find your prevention and your reserve. Focus where, you know, you need to in the word and in a community of believers because we all help each other along and encourage each other and talk about crazy stuff like this. Um, Yeah. Anyway, and ask me any question you want. And Anyway, thanks for your time. Nine. Oh boy. You are the great God, the creator of this whole universe, but not just that, Lord. You desire to have a personal relationship with us. And Lord, today we just want to surrender our lives to you that we might live it more fully because we want to do what you want us to do. We want to go where you want us to go. We want to to put things into our bodies because we want to be better used for you. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would just go before us in the days ahead, that we would do things that are pleasing to you. We do surrender, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.